Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Much, brother. Don't you appreciate our worship team tonight? Amen. I'd like you to grab your Bibles tonight, if you would. I'd like you to go to Acts chapter 12 for the next few minutes. It is late, and I'm trying to think about how to make some modifications to this message. <laughs> and so, uh, if that's possible. So, I realize the time and, and where we're at tonight. So, would you just flow with me for a while? Can you, can you do that? Thank you. So, um, normally, I'm, I'm always asked, like, Brian, hey, what's the title of your message? And, um, of course, our tech team always needs that as we're doing video and audio messages and so on and so forth. But I, I couldn't really come up with anything catchy. But tonight, I do want to talk to you tonight about these specific things, kingdom alignment and kingdom estab establishment and angels for the state of Florida. So I want to I talk about this tonight. Um, are you with me tonight? Are, really, I need you to be with me. Can you be with me tonight? All right, that didn't sound very encouraging. I, I really need to know tonight. Are you with me? Because if you're not, I'll preach five minutes and we'll call it a wrap. Okay, are you with me? Okay. So um, <clears throat> I want to read out of Acts 12 this amazing extraordinary story and then I'll be, I want to begin to move prophetically and I'm going to make some modifications to this message tonight and then I, I feel like I will probably jump back into it um, because of time. So Lord we just thank you again for the power of your word and we thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit and I pray Lord that even now as my sails are up that you will direct me that this message will be powerful it will be anointed it will be focused it will be focused. It will be clear. I pray, Lord, that we will hit the mark tonight. We will hit the mark. We will move in the spirit, and we will capture what you desire to give to us right now. I pray, Lord, for my friends that their spirit would stand at attention right now, Lord, whether they are tired or not in the natural or physically. I pray that their spirit will stand at attention. They will be able to grasp your word, that your word will be infused into their heart and into their spirit. In the name of Jesus, and I pray for that empowerment, that empowerment and that ignition from the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. And now about that time, Herod the king, he stretched out his hand to harass some of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw, it, because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. And now during the days of unleavened bread, and so when they had arrested him and put him into prison and delivered him to the four squads of soldiers, if, if you want to know what four squads of soldiers is, that's 16 soldiers, to keep him intending to bring him before the people before Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Everybody see that? Peter was therefore in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. I was reading early this morning in my master bedroom. I was laying on the floor having some time with the Lord. And I was reading through the book of Acts again. And I hit um, uh, Acts chapter 3. And you, you may want to grab it and put it in your notes tonight. But in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1, it says 
Um, this, is, this, is, this is kind of a little detour, but it's part of the message tonight. It says that Peter, Peter and John, they were on their way up to the temple, and it was the hour of prayer. Don't miss that. It was the hour of prayer, and they were passing through Gate Beautiful. Remember the lame man that was laying there, and they asked them for money. They, they asked them for alms, and they said, Silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, we give unto you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Arise and walk. How many of you are tracking with me? You remember this. But it didn't happen... At just any time, it happened at the hour of prayer. I love this. And that really just launched out of the scriptures right into my spirit that they were faithful in the hour of prayer. It says that the apostles were going up to the temple. Do you see that? Did you hear it prophetically? At the hour of prayer, they were ascending. They were going up. Are you hearing this? At the hour of prayer. And I I want you to see this tonight. That the apostles, they were not missing the hour of prayer. They were in the place of prayer. Woo! I love that. So verse 5 again. Peter was therefore kept in prison. We're in 12 verse 5 now. Are you there? Peter was therefore in prison. But constant prayer was offered up to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out. That night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the doors were keeping the prison. And now, behold, the angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off of his hands, and the angel said to him, Gird yourself up, tie your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. And he went out and he followed him, and he did not know that what was done by the angel was actually real. But he thought he was seeing a vision. Isn't this a trip? That's a trip. Verse 10. And when they were past the first and second guards, they came to the iron gate that leads out to the city, which opened to them on its own accord. And they went out and went down the street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel, and he has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many had gathered together, and they were praying. And as Peter knocked on the door of the gate, a a girl named Rhoda came out and answered. And she recognized Peter's voice. Because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. And she said, uh, or so they said, it is his angel. <laughs> now Peter continued knocking. This is kind of humorous now, isn't it? And now Peter continued knocking. And when the door was open, they saw that it was him. They were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison And he said, go and tell these things to James and to the brethren, and do not depart. And they went, or I'm I'm sorry, and he departed and went to another place. Wow, powerful story. How would you like an angel to show up tonight in your house and just slap you on your hip and say, hey, wake up? How would you like that? I mean, you've always desired to see angels, right? I mean, right? 
and an angel just shows up, you know, at your address and you're laying in bed and just smacks you on the side and wakes you up and say, hey, let's get going. I mean, it's amazing the instructions of the angels, He's, uh, of the angel. He's like, put on your clothes, man. Gird yourself. Put, you know, put your shoes together. Tie your shoes. I mean... <laughs> It's funny, I mean, while an angel shows up and he's got deep instructions, powerful instructions. Hey, man, tie your shoes, right? Fix your hair, man. Do something with yourself. Let's go. Let's get going. Let's get moving. It's wild, isn't it? Recently, um, our friend Dutch Sheets and Chuck Pierce was just here in Tampa Bay. And uh, Chuck Chuck is an amazing prophet of God and Dutch is, is an amazing apostle of God. And because of the nature of everything that happened with David and, and um, Janet being here, we were not actually able to get up and be a part of these meetings that we wanted to be part of. But I was going back uh, several days ago, and I was reviewing some of the things that were decreed and some of the things that were declared over our state and specifically over our region for the, for the realm of breakthrough. Something that Chuck declared, he said, the breakthrough highway is flowing now all through Florida. The breakthrough, the breakthrough highway is now flowing through the state of Florida. And then he said these words, I love it. It cannot be stopped. I love that. It cannot be stopped. He said believers and apostolic sinners are rising up. And not only are these apostolic sinners rising up, they are multiplying. In 2008, Chuck Pierce had, he, he was taken into an experience, an encounter with the Lord in 2008. He was lifted up over the country, but specifically lifted over the state of Florida. And he saw this massive black state, or uh, snake, excuse me, running through the center of our snake. Uh, of I keep doing that, of our state. And, and the Lord spoke to him. He said, this evil that this snake is carrying, this evil has the power to influence the entirety of America with thick and deep darkness. And it was, it was a profound warning. I remember 2008, and, and I've uh, privately have often said to my family, 2008 was probably the worst year of my entire life. I remember everything about 2008, and it was one of the worst. Actually, it wasn't one of the worst. It was the worst year of my life. And I remember when um, uh, the recession hit in August. I, I remember all of that time. I remember what was happening financially. I remember where I was at in the first church. I was pioneering and pastoring. I remember the atmosphere in the state of Florida and what I was enduring and, and going through. And so Now Chuck is caught up, and he sees this massive snake. Well, now here we are in 2019, and recently the Lord took Chuck up, and the Lord showed him a highway that had been broken through the middle of the center of our state. I'm going to get that right tonight. And he called it the Highway of Breakthrough. And I, I, want, I want you to hear this tonight, because, and I want you to hear it prophetically. Everybody shout 2020. Say it again, 2020. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20, it says, Believe the word of the Lord, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. One more time. Now, I know I'm going fast tonight, but just stay with me. 2 Chronicles 20, 20, it says, Believe the word of the Lord, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. 2020 is going to be an epic year. As we know, it is, it, it is an election year. It, it is going to be a high time. But I want to look on the horizon to what the Lord is doing for our state. And something that Chuck said, 
He said, I saw that the snake had been uprooted and the breakthrough highway had been laid and now no one could stop it. Believers and apostolic sinners are arising. When he's talking about apostolic sinners, he's not talking about mega churches. He's talking about hubs, revival hubs that carry a kingdom understanding within them how to host a visitation and a habitation and a move of God. Someone who understands the revelation of the kingdom. That's who we are pressing in to become and grow into. Amen? Come on, shout the victory. All right. Part, (laughs) I'm just thinking word it. Help me, Lord. Part of our assignment, this is big stuff. This is big stuff. Part of our assignment as a company We are learning how to bring ourselves into personal alignment with God. How to set ourselves before the Lord. How to bring ourselves into personal alignment, family alignment. How to become one in the Spirit. How to become one in unity so that we begin to move in authority and power. And that God uses us literally to learn how to shift regions and cities. Because the Holy Spirit is so hungry He's, the Holy Spirit is hungry after cities. The Holy Spirit is hungry for regions. And he's hungry for a church to learn how to move in their dominion, authority, and power to learn how to pray apostolically and learn how to deal with the enemy toe-to-toe and to remove those strongholds that have been strangling the life out of our state. Come on. I want to encourage you that what hinges upon all of this is leadership like yourselves. It's leaders who will be the intercessors, leaders that will be the prayer warriors, leaders that right now will be the gatekeepers over our city and over our region. Hmm. I want to submit something to you tonight. This is a little different. But I'm going to give it tonight. And I believe it's important. I'm going to prophesy tonight. And when we prophesy, see Paul, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 9, he said we, see in, we know in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part. Did you hear that? We know in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part. So when I prophesy tonight, I'm not prophesying the whole, I'm prophesying a slice. I, I'm not holding the whole pizza but I'm holding a really good loaded, loaded slice. Are you with me? With extra toppings tonight for you, extra cheese, if you will. But uh, I, I had a, a unique experience. How many of you remember Governor Ron DeSantis being elected as our governor? How many of you remember that? Praise God for that. How many of you remember how highly, thank you, Angela. How many of you remember that and praise God for that? <laughs> That was such a highly contested fight, a highly contested battle for Ron DeSantis to step into that role. It was huge. But um, he came into office in January, but in the month of May, I watched as Ron and Casey 
went through uh, on their trip with 100 delegates, 100 delegates from our nation, or I'm sorry, from our state, from all over the state of Florida, and they went to Israel to say that they stand, and they were making an alliance and an alignment that Florida will be a state that will stand with Israel, Florida would be a state that would bless Israel, and that we would share intellectual properties, that we would share business ideas that we would share space ideas with one another I can send you all the links if you want them you can just text me later but when when Ron and Casey DeSantis was there in Israel I was actually as a watchman I was following this online live and I was watching the declarations I was watching Governor DeSantis meet with Benjamin Netanyahu and the leaders of the country I was watching him go into the businesses and and the alignments and the, uh, the handshakes that were being made concerning covenants on business it was huge. And because of time, I, I can't do this tonight, but I, I had brought an article that I wanted to read to you concerning the developments, especially our, our space developments that him and Benjamin Netanyahu came into agreement over. And for businesses, it's, it's, it's powerful, powerful. Now, I, I, I need to say this tonight. Why, why are these things important? Why, why is it so important that our governor is aligning himself with Israel? Because we're, we're in a time, the last 71 years, 71 years ago, Israel did not exist on the planet. Do you understand that? For 2,000 years, they were driven to the four corners of the world. 71 years ago, 1948, May 14th, 1948, they became a nation. Shall a nation be born in a day? Isaiah 66, verse 8. Yet, yet when Zion travailed, they brought forth their children. They became a nation. And now here we are in this season of time in our life. And all the world is looking to the prophetic time clock knowing that Jesus Christ is going to return as King of kings and Lord of lords. And he's ultimately going to deal with every enemy of Israel. And he is going to save them and completely redeem them and reveal himself as Messiah and Yeshua. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. But see, there, there's an epic war against this. And we, we've got to recognize, see, when we watch the news, when you see people like uh, the anti-Semites, like the, the, the Muslim congresswoman Omar from Minnesota, and she's, here she's, now stay with me tonight, please. Don't get lost when I just start. Don't, don't let your mind coast on this stuff. When you hear her talk about BDS legislation, what is that? That's boycott it's divestment and sanctions. It's a Palestinian-led movement in order to bring boycotting against Israel. This is not new. This has been going on for a long time. The boycotting, the sanctions, the divestments have been going on to, to take away and steal trade and finances and honor to the nation of Israel. But when you drill down at its core, what they're really after is it is an anti-election of God. Because, see, God elected Israel. God chose, he divinely chose and elected Abraham and to reveal himself through the seed of Abraham that would go Abraham, that would go Isaac, that would go Jacob. And through that lineage, 
through that generational blessing and that lineage, God would carry forth his divine promises. When you see people that are rising up against Israel and just being anti-Israel, you need to know something. It is anti-election of God. They don't believe. Muslims do not believe in that holy election of God. This goes all the way back to the core of, of, the, of differing between sons of, of Ishmael and Isaac. And you need to understand when you see anti-Semitism that is this gross, that is this dark, that is this blatant on the Congress stage, you need to stand up and take attention to it. You cannot be spiritually aloof. You cannot be spiritually dull. But you need to understand where it comes from at its core. That's why it's so important that God, it's so important that God is raising up Leaders like Ron DeSantis in this hour over our state to bring us into divine alignment just like he brought President Donald John Trump to bring that embassy into, out of Tel Aviv, into Jerusalem and honor Israel. Gosh, I wish I could preach till midnight tonight. This... I, I, I am modifying and cutting and doing all kinds of stuff. But, but I had a very unique thing happen. One of the men of this church invited me on one of his work sites out on Casey Key. And I've, I've, I've only been on Casey Key two times. Uh, one time years ago, I, I know, Jeff, I just saw your face. I have all these years, all these years living in Sarasota, I've been on Casey Key two times. The first time, Brent and I were out on a wave runner for hours and hours, and, and it was pretty choppy, and I w- my arms were exhausted. So we pulled off onto the beach on Casey Key. We jumped off. We hydrated. We laid on the beach, talked. We jumped back on the wave runner, took off. It was an amazing day. But the second time that I had been on Casey Key was just a couple of days ago with a friend of mine from this congregation. And interestingly enough, in the middle of our conversation, um, he is talking and he's, he's talking about all kinds of things. And, and I'm listening and I'm engaging, but the Lord starts talking to me too. And, and you, you have to learn how to, you know, deal with it. <laughs> I've had to learn how to deal with it. But the Lord started speaking to me specifically about a, about a seed. And I'm prophesying right now, okay? And the Lord began to speak to me specifically about a secret weapon that he's about to unleash for the state of Florida and for America. And her name is Casey. And it is Ron DeSantis' wife. And the Lord began to speak to me concerning her being a secret weapon, that this is an Esther moment for her, that she's going to come into a time for such a time as this, that God is now going to elevate her. He's going to awaken her to her divine assignment. I'm talking about Casey DeSantis. Are you with me? God is going to elevate her in such a way, and this is what I was hearing as as my friend and I were walking on Casey Key. I was hearing the Lord speak to me that now was the time that, that Casey would be elevated. She would be the secret source of power behind Ron, and she would be a voice that would be... Um, uncompromising and unyielding to the enemy, and it would bring such breakthrough for the state that it would bring breakthrough to America. And I was listening to the Lord. He said, her assignment will now become very clear, and her assignment will now become very amplified to her. 
And what I feel that we needed to do right now is I feel that we need to pray over Ron and Casey DeSantis. I feel like we need as a body, as an ecclesia, that now we need to charge them, that we need to wrap them in the, the perfect will of God for their assignment, for their platform, for their elevation, and specifically Casey DeSantis, that God would raise her up in this hour and we see it become a reality. Would you just agree with me right now? Would you do that? Just take a hand quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you tonight that you are commissioning holy angels. You are loosing holy angels right now to Ron and Casey DeSantis right now. You are loosing your anointing and your power and your fire upon their marriage, upon their home, upon their children in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for such a time as this that you have you have groomed Ron and Casey for this hour to lead, to govern, to steward this great state of Florida, who is your forerunner state in this hour. And Father, I thank you now for Casey, and we decree that she will step into the perfection of her lane. Lord, that which you have created for her, the anointing that you want to loose to her, the boldness, the word, and that uncompromised unyielding spirit that is within her that it will begin to bubble up and Lord we just say over Casey let your river flow out of her spirit let your river flow let the power of your word be released through this woman of God we declare her an Esther tonight we declare her set apart we declare her assignment set apart unto God and she will be successful she will cut like a mighty knife. She will cut like the mighty sword of the Spirit. And the word of the Lord will run free course in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on. Come on. Sometimes the Lord gets me in geographical places. And then he begins to speak, and then things begin to shift. It's when we arrive there. I want to go back to this text for just a few more moments. Acts chapter 12, are you there? Angels were at work. I want you to take this personal tonight. Angels were at work. They were loosed on their prophetic assignment from the throne of God to go and capture Peter. In John chapter 1, verse 51, John 1, 51, here's a powerful verse. Jesus says to Nathanael, he says to him, most assuredly I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is this is probably one of the most powerful prophetic words ever given to a single apostle. Think of that. When he called Nathaniel, I mean, imagine, this is what you have to look forward to in your job description. You're going to see heaven open, and you're going to start seeing angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I don't know about you, but if I was Nathaniel... 
I would have started getting pretty excited. I would have started waking up every day with some increased expectation. Hello, are you with me? This decree was not just Jesus giving him a nice little goose bump. No, this was Jesus' promise to him. And because it was promised to Nathaniel, he saw this and he witnessed this. He saw the open heaven over Jesus, and he saw and witnessed angels ascending and descending upon Jesus. I'll give you a verse out of Genesis chapter 28 tonight. It's about Jacob, how Jacob lays down, and he puts his head on a rock. And when he lays his head down, something interesting happens. And, and many of you are tracking with the story. You remember what happened. The heavens opened, and a ladder actually descended out of heaven. And angels started going up and down on the ladder to where Jacob was to minister unto him. When he came up out of the vision, when he was awakened, he said, I had no idea that this very place that I was in right now is the very house of God. And what did he do? He named that very place that he was at Bethel. Bethel, which means house of God. House of God. Are you with me tonight? Then Paul, the apostle... He writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. This is where we're going to wrap it up tonight. I'm going to have to jump into this message another time. 1 Corinthians 3, 16, he says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? Can I say that you are the house of God? Can I tell you that? Can I tell you that you're the temple of God, you're the house of God, and that the Spirit of God lives within you? That's what Paul writes. Do you not know you're the temple of God, you're the house of God, and that the Spirit of God lives within you? Christ, the hope of glory, lives within you. This is the greatest news. This is Colossians 1. This is as Paul is climbing the mountain, if you will. It takes him 27 verses to climb all the way from the beginning of Colossians, 27 verses, and he says, this is the greatest, most epic revelation that you're going to receive, it is this. It is Christ in you is the hope of glory. And because Christ is in you, you have now become the ark of God's presence. And because Christ is in you, that means angels are ascending and descending upon you the house of God, to minister to the heirs of salvation. That's Hebrews 1.14. Hebrews 1.14 says that the angels of God are released and they minister to the very heirs of salvation. They are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation. This is what I want to say tonight. There has to be an activation of this natural realm and the spiritual realm. There has to be an activation of this seen realm and the unseen realm. That we start recognizing family. We may be small in number, but we are very powerful. Because revelation is what establishes authority. Revelation, see if we have, if we have an understanding and a revelation... 
that we're the very temple of God, that we're the very house of God, that the heavens are open above us, the heavens are open, and that God has a sign and allotted angelic host, a secret source of power that many are not even aware of or even tapping into their inheritance that God wants to give them a mighty army of angels to begin to move things forward. This is, I'm, I'm here to encourage you tonight. I hope this is encouraging you. That, that you're not left to your own skill set and your own gifts and your own abilities and your own talent and your own personality. God has set aside supernatural resources called angelic host to work with you and for you. See, we believe this stuff. We, we, we were praying. We were all praying as a family. And we were praying for angels to assist David and Janet right through those gates of border control, weren't we? That's what we were praying for. See, when you say that, you actually believe that angels were on the other side of the planet working on our behalf because this is the confidence that we have in Him, that we have the things that we ask of Him. When we pray in faith and when we pray in confidence, the things that we ask of God, we know that God is intervening and God is loosing forth the resources that need to go. God desires for us to activate his holy angels into the work of the kingdom. He desires that. All of you pray that way, and, but you may not give it much thought. You may pray that. I know that you pray that over your children all the time. I mean, I, I have two children. Uh, they're not little kids anymore. They're both driving. I, I pray it all the time. You understand? I mean, parents that have adult children, and your, your kids go out and start driving. I mean, you start, you start your prayer life gets even better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But God, is, God has given us holy angels He's given us backup that we need to tap into tonight. I want to encourage someone in this house. In fact, not someone. I want to encourage all of you. I want you to understand that you are not alone in your battle. You are not. Listen, I, I, saw, I saw a picture this week on social media, on a social media platform, and it was this mighty picture of this angel that was drawing back its bow, and it had like five or six arrows getting ready that it was going to release. And, and the picture said this, I am not against you. I am against those demons that have come to hinder you. I hope that this shoots strength into your spirit tonight. That God is dispatch, he's dispatching, he's releasing powerful warring angels on the behalf of your family, on the behalf of your seed, on the behalf of your dreams. God sends an angel. The, see, the church was praying. They were interceding for Peter. And the angel had to come smack him on the side. Wake up. We got some mileage to clock in. We got to get moving. We got to get going. We just need this gate to open up. Open up. I mean, we just read that it opened up on its own. God wants to get us up. He wants to get us moving. He wants to get us resourceful. He wants to get us moving in the momentum and the will of God and in the empowering of the Holy Spirit. 
And he's going to do it by assigning mighty angels to your life. This is part of your inheritance. I'm trying to encourage you tonight. This is part of your inheritance. God has given you divine resources. Angels in your home. Angels that will travel with you. Whatever you end up going through. Whatever roadblock that you feel like the enemy has tried to set up another ambush against you. You may be facing another demon that you faced years ago. And here they are back in front of you. You need to understand that God is aiming right at that. And he's going to deal with your enemies. You're not in this alone, my friend. You're not in this alone. Angelic activity. It's all through the Bible. It's all through the Bible. I'm going to close with this story. My notes are having babies up here. They're having notes. Notes are having notes and having notes. And this is a heavy message. I'm going to go back to a story. And I feel like I'm going to close here. I think, I think the Holy Spirit's leading me to land right here. One day, this is, um, oh Lord, help me, it's Isaiah. <laughs> it's found in 2 Kings chapter 19, but it's also found in Isaiah 37. So I'm going to give you the story really quick. The Assyrian army has come against all of Jerusalem. Hezekiah is the king. Hezekiah is the king, and now they're surrounded by Sennacherib and the Assyrian army. What happens is, is that Isaiah stands up on the top of the wall of Israel, and he declares to them, you will not step one foot inside of these city walls in this city. You will not touch us. You will not pass these walls. Some of you I know are Lord of the Rings people, and you're hearing it. You shall not pass. Okay, so I know, I know, okay, so, so now you're back. You're back in the sanctuary. You're no longer there. You're here. You're here. You shall not pass. But then he says, not one arrow shall be shot into this city. And he declares a victory over the enemy. That, uh, and I want you to get this picture. Isaiah steps up. He's standing on the top of the wall of Jerusalem. He looks out. When you look over where the battle was, there is the valley of Jehoshaphat right there. And when, if you cross, if you come out of that eastern wall and you come down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, once you pass through the valley of Jehoshaphat, you begin to climb the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives were completely covered by the army of the Assyrians with Sennacherib their king. And they had been crucifying Hebrew children of Israel on that hill for months and months. You cannot imagine the stench of flesh out there. And they were out there just taunting Hezekiah, taunting Hezekiah. Isaiah steps up and declares the word of the Lord. You're not going to pass into our city and not one arrow is going to fly into us. The Bible says they went to bed that night. The Assyrian army was going to attack the very next morning. When they woke up, to their surprise, they looked out on the Mount of Olives. And there was 185,000 dead corpses laying on top of the Mount of Olives. The Bible tells us that God released one angel. Yeah. 
This should be encouraging. <laughs> he released one angel, and he wiped out 185,000 military army soldiers of the Assyrian army. That does something to me. That, that, that shoots more than adrenaline into my veins. That, that shoots faith. That shoots pure faith in me. Comes alive in my soul and my spirit. Now beyond ourselves, God wants us to start learning and understanding. And I'm going to tell you something. As Brian, I'm still learning. I'm still getting understanding. I'm learning. I'm growing like all of us. But you know what I believe God wants to teach all of us and teach me? The powerful resources of the host of heaven, of angel armies, that he wants to release on our behalf. See, when we pray for outpouring, and when we pray for revival, and as we worship and we get before the throne of the Lord, and we start painting another line of that bullseye, are you tracking with me? And we start enlarging our faith, we just keep painting that bullseye on Sarasota. We keep painting that bullseye on Sarasota County, Manatee, Manatee County, Charlotte County, Pinellas. Are you hearing me? Are you tracking with me? See, I, 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 I have to get these pictures in your spirit so they become part of your DNA. Because when you're standing there worshiping and you recognize that we're not just worshiping for this moment, but we're, we're entering into an epic crescendo of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God is getting us ready for something that is glorious. And we're just painting some more and painting another line and painting that bullseye and saying, God, prepare the way in me. Prepare the way in me. Prepare the way in this family. Prepare the region. Prepare the churches, Lord. You're going to pour out your spirit upon all flesh but I'm recognizing that it's not just us at work someone else is at work and they're angels sent from God to work in tandem with us Lord help me tonight to awaken this within all of my friends that wherever you are, wherever you go, angels are always with you, watching over you, protecting you, helping to guide you. They're above you. They're before you. They're behind you. They're all around you. We had a young adult cell, and one of the young ladies was talking about how difficult it is at times to just to be out in the real world and how challenging it is to actually just step up and, and be a voice for God and pray for people and how, how, it, how intimidating that can be. And we started talking about recognizing our awareness of getting our eyes off of ourselves and onto the greatness of God. But I want to add to that, and that young lady's in this house tonight, but I want to add to it for all of you. We, we recognize... In, in a consciousness that the Holy Spirit abides within us. Amen. He's in you. We've talked about that tonight. Paul says, you are the very tabernacle. You're the temple of God. You're the very house of God. 
And because we are the house of God, just like he said to Nathaniel, you can expect knowing the heavens are open and the angels are, are ascending and descending upon your life. So you've got to take that personal. That's part of our inheritance. It's not just Jesus. It's not just Nathaniel looking at Jesus and seeing angels ascending and descending. No, he's looking at us where he put his very spirit and crowned us and said, now you're my house. You know, the only reason, look this way, everybody. The only reason that this place is holy is because we're here. That's right. There's, you can't find a church campus that's holy. I mean, you can go out to Bayside. That, that place is massive. It's, it's massive. You can go to any church around here. You know what? Churches are not holy ground. Churches are not holy ground. I mean... Pastor Gene, he knows that. He pioneered this place all the way back, what, 1985? Is that right? What year was that? 71. Did you say 71? Okay. I keep thinking about out, out in the, uh, the cement. I always pass 1985. 71, thank you. But you know what? He, he knows this. He pioneered this place. He remembers signing his name on the dotted line, buying the acreage, buying the property, putting the buildings up, doing all that. But he knows as well as I do, th th this campus ain't holy. It's dedicated unto the Lord, but it doesn't make it holy. What makes it holy is the very presence of God. And you know what makes it holy? It's when we arrive. And you have to remember this, that when, wherever you go, you've, you've heard the old joke, you know, wherever you are, you're, you're there, right? <laughs> But the good news is, is wherever you go, Christ is in you and he's there. And the heavenly host of God is with you. He's with you. <laughs> I remember my friend Dutch Sheets, he... He went through something really horrible in his life, and he was a young man. He was a young teenager, and he found himself, he fell away from God terribly. He was in a bar, and um, he, he was high as a kite. He had been smoking some weed. We're talking about Dutch Sheets, the mighty apostle. He had been smoking some weed. He was sitting at a bar, been drinking pretty heavy, and God came in to the bar. He felt the presence of the Lord all of a sudden just sitting there right at the bar with him. And he spoke to Dutch. He said, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? And, and Dutch, being who he is, he said, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? But the Lord said, get up out of here, never return. And he did. He got up out of that bar. He became sober. All that marijuana left his system. All, all that alcohol left his, his body immediately. Came out of him. He never went back. I'm trying to make a point to you. That God is with you wherever, wherever you are. He's with you. You know, we had this mighty team this morning at a school here in Sarasota. It became holy ground because you were there. Amen? It became you guys painting the bullseye. Amen? Cody and Sandra out there singing 
They're just singing over that city or over that school. What are they doing? They're just painting the bullseye. Just painting the bullseye. Can you see it in the spirit? But you're there on assignment with holy angels. Wherever you find yourself in life, just remember, be encouraged, be strengthened. There are more with you than against you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand tonight. Thank you for giving me some time, and I'm going to jump back into this later. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.